welcome back to another episode of the Howling Wolf Podcast. I'm your host, Nick Piper, and today I have a very special guest. If you listened to the last episode, you know that this was coming. It's Kayla Ann Joe. She's an up-and-coming um, pop star slash rock star. I'm not really sure what <laughs> style she's everything. going for yet, um, but uh, very excited to have her. I've actually known her for a little bit now. It's kind of a full circle moment because when we first originally met, I was actually just starting to get into photography professionally. Yes. Um, so it's kind of funny how that all happens. But Kayla, thank you so yes, much for being I'm on the show. I'm super excited to be here. I remember when we did meet on that family vacation, um, you were going around taking all the pictures and talking about how <laughs> that's something you wanted to do. It's so cool to see what it's brought us to so many years later. I know. It's kind of crazy. I was thinking about that tonight when I was like, I was like, man, how am I going to start this podcast? And then I was like, I was like, that's how I'm going to start. I'm like, she was around since like the beginning of me being like, I'm going to be a professional photographer. It literally took me a second too. I'm like, how did... What what mm-hmm. did happen? Now, yeah, it's so crazy, and it's been our trip to Bermuda. It's been so many it. years as well, but I'm so happy to be here. Thank you for asking me to come on. No, of course. Thanks for being here. So, um, let's just get into some questions. So, my first question is, um, is would be to be honest with you, it's how did you start becoming a creative, and where along the line did you feel like, man, like I'm a creative now? Because you know, I know your story, and the guests will know your story now too. Um, but you've kind of been around the world almost, <laughs> I've been around like the, the block yeah as, as far <laughs> you know, as you've done a lot of creative things yeah I'm a little bit of a, a jack of all trades if you will when it comes to um, creativity and I don't feel like there was one specific defining moment as a creative I feel like growing up even like from the age that I can start putting play-doh together um, I was just making things. My sister used to call me a comedic inventor because I was always cracking jokes and I was always inventing things. I was making things. I was gluing water bottles and rubber bands together to make a water fountain in my room. I was always doing something out of the box, always doing something a little bit strange, which I still do. Um, And that led me along the way to drawing on my face with markers, which eventually led to makeup, which eventually led to me going to effect school in Fort Lauderdale after, um, after high school, which was a super awesome outlet for me. Makeup, creative makeup, Halloween makeup um, has just been such a love of mine. And I learned to sculpt there and paint and so many different mediums. And I've always kind of just been the type of vibe where, why, why do I have to pick one thing? Why can't I do it all? Um, so I just, it was never really a second guess for me. If something interested me, I was going to learn that. And not only was I going to learn it, but I was going to get good at it because yeah, I just have to. It. No, I totally get that. As a, so I, no, ahead, as, a, as a music creative, though, I would say that there was mm-hmm. a defining moment for me this past summer. Um, I, I can't even tell you what happened. It, it's kind of like a fever dream. But I literally just woke up one day and said, am I allowed to curse on this? And yeah, said, why the fuck not? You know, I, I've, I've done music my whole life. I've, you know, it's one of those things where I saw it and I was like, I'm going to learn that and I'm going to learn it good. And I've written songs since I was seven. I've played six instruments, you know, for a lot of years now, none of them perfectly. But um, why am I withholding my art from the world? Who is that helping, you know? So I kind of yeah. just woke up one day and was like, why the fuck not? What do I have to lose, you know? No, I think that's really cool, especially because like I say it all the time on this podcast is that like a world without art is like a world that I want to be a part of. Right. Because it's like and like 
I always say this too, like there's enough room in the art field for everybody. Yes. And everybody always says that like, Oh, like there's, there's no money, there's no money, there's no money. And it's like, no, no, no. Like there's enough yeah. space. Like we're not competing against Ugh. each other. We're all here trying to help each other. Right. Like how I'm, a, you know, I'm a fucking photographer. So it's like everybody and their mother, you know, the entry level for photography and for music, if we're being honest, right. Is you just have to go yep. out, buy a camera, which is $3,000, sometimes cheaper. And for you, it's, well, buy a microphone or buy a guitar, yep. which is, you know, a couple hundred bucks. And obviously, you can go up Rent from there. studio time, like, yeah. That's the entry yeah. level. Exactly. So it's like, that's the entry level. So yes, of course, like when you see the numbers and people are like, parents especially, you know, luckily, like my parents were very yeah. supportive of me and I'm pretty sure they yours were. were as well. But it's like, you know, a lot of parents out there, these kids are like, well, you know, like, let's use photography because I know the numbers. They'll be like, well, you know, like 70% of photographers fail. And it's like, well, yeah, if we do the math, if my entry level is $3,000 for a camera, but you worked as a doctor and your entry level was $150,000 right. plus, naturally, yes, the photography numbers are going to have more failure rates. Doesn't mean that it's because you know more people suck at it or there's no jobs or no yep. money at the end of the like, day you know. like you're gonna get out of something what you put into it and someone told me this statistic the beautiful statistic 99.7 like, more i think it's like 99.9 percent of people who try to get into music and like really really make it in the music industry do not ever make it to the charts do not ever get their songs played on the radio and that's sad there's so much talent out there but at the end of the day like mm -hmm. there can be a million amazing photographers. There are a billion amazing musicians. There are plenty of yeah. people on TikTok not getting heard that are way better mm -hmm. than me. You know, but the the defining factor is going to be like how bad do you want it? How bad are yeah. you going to work for it? And uh, you yeah. know, um, are you going to be easy to give up or not? Me, I'm just the type where yeah. even if the four thousand followers I've got now, it's only them who ever hear my music. I feel like I've succeeded, you know, like it depends where yeah. your goals are too. And what you're trying to push as far as what you said about um, there being enough room in the industry for everybody. I cannot stress that one enough because I know so <laughs> many, so many really, really talented people that I'm really trying to support and just feel like there's not enough room in the industry for you and me. And we're doing the same thing. And I don't want you to succeed. because I want to succeed. And it's sad mm -hmm. because I think if, the industry had a lot more of like a, a sibling relationship, like a brotherhood, a sisterhood, like we're in this together. We all want each other to succeed. It would be less of a toxic environment, but I'm hoping to change that. Yeah. Well, it is, it is out there. You just, you know, it's one of those things that it's like, you got to find that group of creatives that like is all in agreement, you know? Yeah. And like, I have some friends that are definitely creatives, but like, I don't have as many as I was like, or like an awesome group like that. So like, you know, my friends and like that are not creatives always ask me all the time, like, bro, why'd you start this podcast? Right. And I tell them all the time, I'm like, I don't care if I make money. That's not why yeah. I do this. Like, I really don't give a fuck. It's not about the money. Now, I'm not going to lie. If I get to make money on it, yeah, that's Obviously, awesome. Right. Yeah. Like, of course, everybody would take that. Because well, you'd love right? to not, do it like, full time stupid. and it be able to support you. Exactly. Exactly. And, but I tell everybody all the time, like, the reason why I started this podcast is because there are people out there that look at, me look at you and be like they have it figured out and you and i will be yep. the first to tell you no absolutely the, not at all i'm still trying to figure <laughs> yeah. it out but that's not the point the point is is that there's people out there that need this outlet yeah. right and like i say this a lot on the podcast is that i feel like art is so important for like mental health and it's it's not even just art right because people always think of art as like oh it's photography it's painting it's music it's you know all of that stuff but it's like no like 
art is anything that you can express yourself yeah. as, right? And like this one connection that I actually made is I think when you read, that is considered art, right? Obviously, writing is art. But when you read, think about what you're reading, right? If you read a book, you're sitting there and all you're doing is firing your imagination. Yep, you're experiencing right? it's it. All you're making it up in your own exactly. head as well. Exactly. That's art right there. You're expressing yourself because you're deciding what, you know, Kayla and Joe looks yep. like if you've never seen right. her before. Like, you know, it's like Definitely. things like that. So it's funny because you said to yourself, like, I want to change how like people treat each other and stuff like that. Right. And I think that's amazing. And it's like the thing that I want to change is I want people to understand that art is all around us and it's, it's very subjective, Absolutely. right. But it's all around us. And the best compliment I've ever gotten from this podcast so far is my buddy Eddie and he listens. So he'll hear it. Um, so shout out Eddie again is he came up to me a couple weekends ago and we were at a wedding and he was like, you know, I finally figured out what my like creativity is and like what my art is. And I was like, yeah, what is it? And he's not an artist. He, he's a financial worker. And he was like, it's soccer. He was like, I express myself through the way I play soccer. And I That's was like, art. exactly. And I was like, but also think about it like this. I was like, you express yourself on the deals you make in the financial world. I was like, you have all these accounts overseas. I was like, who tells you how to make the deal? He's like, why well, do it? I'm like, yeah, that's called being a creative yeah. right there, dude. Like you're being creative because you're coming up with right. the idea. You're, you're, so you're problem really solving. Cool. You are thinking outside the box to make something work. Yeah, definitely. I wish yeah. people give themselves more credit for the art that they you know, create on a daily basis. Yeah, I think it's it's so powerful. But I want to circle back here because you said it yourself, you were like, you're like, why the fuck not? Yeah. Right? Like, that's literally what you said. You're like, why the fuck not? So as long as I've known you and, you know, like we haven't obviously been in contact for the whole years that we've known each other, which is fine. But it's like we follow each other on social media and my biggest, the time that I realized, not my biggest, the time that I realized that. Kayla and Joe does not give a fuck is when you shaved your head on Instagram, bro. Yeah. That and like that blew my I mind. Did. Because up until that point, right? Like, let's be honest, up until that point, you were like, I mean, hell, your song's called Crawling Back, right? Like, bro, people were obsessed with you. And you were just like, you know what? My hair does not I was define like, Fuck you. who I am. Yeah, I was like, like I think you. it's so funny. No, that's actually that's a very interesting way of looking at it. Um, yeah, when you met me, I was a senior in high school, so this is like a good a good mm -hmm. starting point for the shaved head. Um, I was a senior in high school. I was at my like teenage peak, you know, um, and I thought I was hot shit. I kind of, and everyone else thought I was hot shit. I kind of hated that. Um, COVID mm -hmm. hit, um, and I got really obsessed with the beauty standard of society, the way that we envision beauty um, and the mm -hmm. way we don't. I, I had just um, graduated FX school as well um, at this time. COVID was hitting, so I just had to sit there with my thoughts. Everyone was on social media, addicted to it. The bikini pictures, the face tune, the this, the that, the who's prettier than who, who's blowing up, who's blowing down. Mm -hmm. I was like, you know what? You know what? <laughs> I could do something crazy. I could do something crazy and just shake everybody up. And of course, that's exactly what I did. It had been on my bucket list for the longest time. The longest time. I was like, I just want to shave my head one day. Everyone was like, you're crazy. Don't do it. And then I was like, I'm going to shave my head. I was walking in my backyard pacing and my dad said, why are you pacing? And I said, I want to shave my head. And he said, 
you're a bitch. You won't do it. You're a pussy. You won't do it. <laughs> I said, that's all you need to hear. Excuse me. Yes, I will. Mm-hmm. And he said, yeah, you really want to shave your head? I said, yeah. He said, go get the clippers. So I brought him down and he literally did it for me. There's a 20 minute long video on YouTube of him doing it for me. It was liberating. It was empowering. It was one of the best decisions I've ever made. My childhood best friend had just, um, lost her hair to breast cancer during that same time. I was like, it's the perfect time for me to show show support, donate my hair. And it was one of the best decisions I've ever made. And I will buzz my head again. And I will, my kids will buzz my head. I will buzz it as a grandma. I love the buzz head. I will continue to do it. And it was kind of my way of saying, fuck you society. Like here I am, love me or hate me. Like I don't give a fuck. So I was like, if I had all those balls back in 2020, why am I, why am I afraid to share my music with the world? You know? No, exactly. I think it's, I, when I remember when I first saw it too, and I was like, initially I was like, holy shit. And I was like, no, I was like, first off, no way. And then I was like, second off, I was like, what did you do? Okay. And then the third thing is like, immediately reminds me of like Halsey. And I was like, you know, I feel like she's very big on that. Where like, you know, she's like, I don't give a fuck what anybody fucking thinks like you know what i mean like how like my favorite story of like for like halsey is like the fact that like and it's so sad but it's like when she found out that fucking g easy was literally cheating on her and she went out and still performed him and i i think it was good morning america because she knew that she had to be professional in that situation and i thought that was yeah. amazing right like i thought that's like unreal but yeah i mean that when I saw you do that, I was like, dude, this girl like really does not fucking care. And I, it's so empowering. Right. And it it's almost, like, like it's one of me those... that everyone was like, oh, oh, wow. Like you really just must not give a fuck. And I don't. And that was the point, but it was almost like, why, why is it so big of a deal that everyone's like, oh, she really gives no fucks. Why is it that big of a deal mm-hmm. in the first place? You know, it's hair. It grows back. Think about it. Like it's, it's weird, like string that falls out of our heads. Like it's, it's a strange mm-hmm. concept, right? So the, the fact mm-hmm. that I it's dead got it. Yeah. So, so, the, so, the, so the fact yeah. that I cut my hair, got a haircut. Okay. Which grew back in a year. Okay. Like altered the course of New Jersey. It was like shook well, us up. Well, you have to think about it like this, right? It's one of those things like when you in anything, if you go against the norm, anytime, people are always going to comment on it, right? Like, it's, unfortunately, it's just how society is, I just is, wish right? more people so would be less normal. Yeah, literally. Then and there I feel be like norm. that is, there yes, would just be people. Because it's like one of those things, yes, it's one of those things like, who the fuck is yeah. normal, right? Like, it doesn't, it doesn't make any sense. But like, when I saw it, I thought it was, it was one of those moments when I was like, yo, this girl like has balls, right? And it was really cool. That. And you know, it's cool to hear now that you're like, I'm gonna do it again. I'm gonna do it, continue yep. to do it. And you know, I thought that was awesome. So now my question is, and part of the reason why I bring it up so like often here is that I'm curious because your new song that, <laughs> you know, is really good. I've really Thank enjoyed you. it. Um did it inspire did part of it, because I'm curious, because you posted today that you rewrote the song multiple times and you threw it out multiple times. I think you said five times, four or five times. I can't quote, but you threw it out and you were like, don't want anything to do with it. And then somebody, you know, which please shout them out. Somebody gave you the guidance to be like, nope, you yeah, need to do this. So- you know, this is awesome. Did it inspire from 
people like when you like shaved your head like did you lose people like that were like not interested in you anymore oh, so you want the, you want you the, the calling back, back backstory hell oh, yeah i I'll want give it you the backstory i'll give you the inside <laughs> details um the, the story behind the writing of crawling back i'll just try to keep it cliff notes here um pretty much i literally this was not the first song we worked on um the first song we worked on was another song that's going to be on my ep next year but this was a song oh damn hello yeah so <laughs> you just drop that real quick and you haven't even announced it okay well, that's you cool the, you get the inside sneak peek but i'm not that. telling you the name of it or anything but it's going to be fine, on a project um next year and that was the first song we did and i was obsessed with it. we'll call it song one i was obsessed with that song and i listened to it a million times it was the first time that i had ever heard my voice on like a real mm-hmm. real song like real production i was very emotional about it and I had of this course. second song that I wrote. And the way I wrote it was I literally got a notification on my phone um, of this ex-situationship, we'll call him, from my freshman year in college when I was 18, right after I met you. Um, mm-hmm. And we have not spoken in five years, literally <laughs> since 2018. Okay. We didn't end like on bad blood or anything. It's just funny. Mm-hmm how they all come crawling back right like no matter what mm-hmm. they could have one two three four five girlfriends in between doesn't matter they always come crawling back five years ten years i just had one from seven years in my dm oh, i'm like shit. you're really proving the song here so anyway he messaged yeah. me i went straight into my notes app i wrote notification on my phone you just can't stand to be alone whatever i picked it back up the next day and wrote the entire song it just came out of me i was like this is great this is a hit this is a total hit then we made the first song we made we produced that song that i had written the first song i had written Mm -hmm. song one and i was so obsessed with it that i hated the second one i was like well this is trash because i was listening to the professional production that my producer put together of the real song versus like the the voice recording on my phone i was Mm -hmm. like this is trash i can't bring this to him and i have such a deep deep respect for my producer jacob um and i value his opinion so highly i was like i can't do it like i'm not doing it i actually booked for the session i said jacob let's do this song crawling back i sent him the demo he was like no problem it's fire let's do it days before i was like i can't do it i can't do crawling back i i I don't like it i just need some time to rewrite it he's like okay i literally was like nope i'm not doing it yeah okay i'll do it no i'm not doing it like threw it out deleted the note out of my app went into the recently deleted it was a whole thing okay but I said to Jacob, I just don't know how I feel about it. And he was like, just, why don't, why don't you, we're going to, we're going to make, we're going to make a hit. Why don't you just trust the process? <laughs> and I was, I like, that's exactly what I did. And Jacob does it every single time. He just brings my vision to life. It's really hard to compare like a beautiful finished production with the voice memo on your phone, but you need to be able to have that artist in you, that creative mindset that can hear the potential in a song and know where it can mm-hmm. go. And Jacob was able to hear that in me. And he's just like, I can't speak highly enough about my producer, Jacob. He's awesome. No, that's great. Especially like, you know, it's funny because it's like as artists, right? Like it, it goes hand in hand, like with what I do. It's like, you're your biggest, oh, critic, yeah. right? Like you're never going to sit there and be like, I absolutely love this song, right? Like you're always going to be like, oh, you know, like and it's I good, do. but like I could have did this. I do like, have the moment know, where like, I'm like, oh my gosh, I love this song at, when yeah. I write it. And then yes. I'm like, mm, I don't know. Yep. But again, see, Jacob always see, puts for it me, together. Yeah. 
Yeah, like which is awesome, right? Because it's like it's so it's so crazy how many similarities there is. Because for me, it's like I make the idea and I'm like, yo, this is a great idea. Love this idea. Then I go and shoot it and I'm like, mm, it was okay. Like, you know, it's fine. But then I take the time, I throw it into Lightroom and like I actually like edit the yes. photo and like the vision starts yes, to come to life. And I'm like, I'm like, okay, like I see what's yeah. going on here and, and I end up liking it, right? Very similar. But, you know, I feel like as artists, like that's the hardest thing, right? Is us to actually like appreciate yes. our own work. Like, or it goes both ways where it's like I end up loving something and it performs yeah. terribly. And then I'm oh, like, that's, fuck, like, am I wrong? It's the like, algorithm. You know I mean? like, it's, but like, you yeah. know what I mean? So it's like, Absolutely. I bring that up because it's like I – one of my favorite photos of all time is I took um, smoke bombs and my buddy's in a purge mask and it's a portrait of him and it's I all red it. smoke. and It's sick. Yeah, and I, I love it. It's one of my favorite photos of all time, right? Every time I post that photo – it does horribly. And it's so funny. And I actually said in my last podcast that it's like, this is why I tell people that what you see on social media doesn't fucking yeah, matter at all. Because that photo is one of my favorite photos yeah. ever. It gets tons of compliments when I show and people the photo. And it doesn't discredit how it, amazing that photo is just because the little heart number didn't yeah. go up. But it's a shame because it, yeah. we are programmed to factor that into our self-worth a little bit. And it's, it's a shame that mm -hmm. as artists, it's come to that. But um, yeah, like you have to just, I actually have a song. I just literally just wrote a song about it. Sneak peek. Um, it's called Enemy. And it's about being your own worst enemy and wishing that you can see your art the way others do. Wishing you could see your art and the beauty of what you create through, oh my God, through somebody you. else's eyes. <laughs> oh my God. I just so wrote good, it. Literally it's, just It's wrote. so true. Like it's, it's so true because it's, I think about that all the time, right? Where it's like my – like I know you get it because it's like your friends are like your biggest supporters, I bet, right? And obviously family and stuff like that. But it's like – it's one thing for it to be like, oh, like, yeah, you know, like, of course my parents, my yeah. siblings, like, yeah, of course they're going to support me. Like my best friends are going to support me. But then it's like the extended family. Yeah. Like it's like my cousins like are like, dude, like, no, you're fantastic. And then it's like their friends start saying it. And then you're like – I guess maybe You're like, I'm like maybe I'm trying to and then that's, like maybe that's when I'm... the imposter syndrome kicks in when you're yes. getting all the oh the God. love yes. and you're like did I you're like I didn't do anything you know I listen to my music and my aunts and uncles and cousins and people from high school and people's moms and people's grandmas aunts texting me DMing me Facebook reposting me about my yeah. talent and about my incredible songwriting ability and i'm like oh this is so nice and i'm like who are they talking about you know yeah. and i listen to my stuff on the radio and i'm like this laugh this is so good i'm like yeah. i didn't write this i'm like who yeah. wrote who no, wrote this awesome. song you know so it's it's a little bit of a weird thing where it's it's a little bit of imposter syndrome like did i do this you know yeah no i think that's that's so awesome and like you know I hope this is a compliment towards you because I mean it as a compliment is when you sent me the demo of your song, I immediately within like probably like 30 seconds of the song was like, bro, this literally sounds like Olivia Rodrigo. And I was <laughs> like, it's like, okay, great. Cause I was like, I don't want to offend no, her. But like, literally oh I was like, I'm like, this is really, 
I was like, this is who he sounds like, like with the, the, the guitars in the background, the loud drums. I'm like, this literally He's like is big, something that I could see her big singing. inspiration for my music, especially in her production style with Dan Negro. He's a very talented producer and he does all of Olivia Rodrigo's work. And I just love how out of the box Olivia Rodrigo gets with her production. She's screaming in the background. Mm -hmm. There's a bird flying. Yeah. I don't know. There's just always, she puts every bit of the feeling of that song into it, including the scary, you know, voices in the head and the, the craziness, mm -hmm. even the stuff that doesn't make sense because that's relatable too. And I like that. Yeah. It's kind of like fuck it energy. Like why, why am I going to stick to this song structure? Why am I not going to scream in the middle of this song? You know, like she's, mm -hmm. she's, she does it in a very classy way, um, and I like it. And it's like my favorite – one of my favorite songs by her is like Traitor. And again, I'm engaged, and I'm happily engaged. I'm getting married. I know, and I'm like crying on the bathroom Traitor, floor about right? it. But, but I listen to Traitor, and I'm just like – that's one of those songs where when she's like, you know, like strawberry ice cream in Malibu, right? And I'm like, my dude, like that's just like so – relatable because it's like you think about it like growing up right like most first dates you're like let's get ice cream yeah. and it's like but like that is like but so like she unbelievable paints the picture right like you can you can feel like you're mm -hmm. sitting there like with this person you know um that's that's a beautiful song i i actually did that song with my acapella group and then i did a uh, did a cover of it on instagram she she's a beautiful songwriter but it's so i say that because when you I think I believe if I'm correct me if I'm wrong, your song opens up and it's like notification on my phone, right? And it's like that. And when you when you sing it, because you know I have, obviously I follow you on social media, and you had the one like video when you like rolled your eyes as you were like singing it, bro. That shit is so relatable because we've all been there where you're just like, is this fucking person really texting yep. me right now? And it's like, it doesn't even, I like, know your songs about like X and stuff like that, but it's like, it's so relatable because it doesn't even yeah, have to be about Yeah, it could X be about anybody. Um, and, but everybody can relate to that eye roll moment that are you mm -hmm. kidding me? Like lights up your phone yep. and you're like, are you, yep. are you thrilled right now? Yep. You know, so whether yep. it's a friend, whether it's an ex, whether it's a, situationship whatever the case an old boss yeah, whatever it is. A, an estranged yeah. sibling i don't know you know like they yeah. all come crawling back that's why i have i've went through that um mantra in my life too you know let them go if they don't want to be a part of your life let them leave they all come crawling back mm -hmm. usually when they want something exactly but i'm i'm no. too grown for that says my song <laughs> <laughs> no it's it's so true though and like Again, I love the song. I think it's great. And I can't wait to hear more like music wise. Um, but I want to bring it back and I want to talk about some of the special effects makeup you used to do. And my initial thought when I first saw it was I immediately slid into your DMs and was like, we need to yeah. wake up. Like we have to do something. And unfortunately, we never made it happen. I still want to do a photo shoot with it because we'll have to figure we something out can. because it was just so cool. Um, I remember when you posted... Game of Thrones was big. You did okay. the the whatever his name is because I didn't watch the show. King. The Night Walker, yeah. yeah, that guy. That was sick. But the best one is I remember when I first saw it. I was like, and if you're watching this podcast, it will be you know pop, popping up right now. If you're audio listening, definitely come watch it because you have to see the work. But when you did the knife stab wound on your sister 
think it was what? that one. That's literally that was everybody. You see, this is a perfect example of so the ones good. that do well are never the ones that you put the most work into. That was before I ever attended school. That was literally a nap, like the one with my sister with her stomach cut open. Yeah, yeah I know exactly yes, what you're talking yes, about. That one. It was before yeah. I went to makeup school. It was 3 a.m. Sierra was sleeping on the floor. My sister Sierra was sleeping on the floor. And I was like, are you cool if I practice on you while you're sleeping? And she was like, yeah, cool. No problem. So she slept there and I literally used a napkin, Walmart liquid latex, and literally Crayola markers and a, an old bottle of Spirit Halloween fake blood. It looks terrible. Dude, it looked it so looked no, it looked so, so unrealistic real. now that it I've gone so, to school for it no. and I understand the anatomy behind the cut. That doesn't make any mm-hmm. sense. It looks cool as heck. It looks cool as heck. But it's like it doesn't make any sense. No, it looked so good. And I remember when I saw that and I was like I remember actually when I first was scrolling through and I was like, like I was like, what? is that fucking real? I was like, I was like <gasps> What the hell is going on right now? And then I was like, I was like, oh. And then I saw your, your name, and I was like, oh, it's not. Real. <laughs> but initially, I was like, what the fuck is this girl posting? Oh like, God. I was like so confused because it turned out so sick. And then, thank you. There was another one we did, and I think it was it was of you, and you gave yourself like crazy teeth, if I remember correctly. Yeah, that was also before it's been school. A while. Yeah. These so, were untrained. So so then, yeah. So then, talk to me about school, like when you went, right? So like. Well, let's, before you talk about that, is like, how the hell did you even decide that you were like, I want to go to special effects makeup school? Like, because that is, first off, you were the only person and you still are the only person I've ever known that has gone. That's kind of why. I mean, it's awesome. That's kind of why. I wanted to do something okay. weird, something different. I could, I literally, after high school, I went to college for one semester. I majored in, I don't know, nursing for half the semester business for another half of the semester I don't know I was like undecided and I was there for one semester and the whole semester I was there I was doing special effects makeup on everybody I don't know why I don't know I don't even remember what got me into it I think I was in the serious age of YouTube when YouTube was really popping off like 2016 makeup YouTube was huge and I was like I could do that I totally got this. I'm like grabbing my Elmer's glue out of the, you know, I'm grabbing whatever I could find. I'm gluing things to my face. I'm like coming downstairs. I'm like, mom, does this look real? Like I'm like bleeding on the floor. <laughs> I'm dressing up my dad to scare my mom. The whole thing. So um, people said like, oh, are you going to pursue that? And I was like, no, nah, it's just a hobby. Similar to what I said with my music. Are you going to pursue music? No, nah, it's just a hobby. I've got a lot of hobbies, you know, like it wasn't, it wasn't mm-hmm. strange of me to have another hobby, but this was a hobby that I happened to be pretty good at um so it kind of didn't make sense for me to stay in school and and do like waste this money and do only god knows what when I had something that I was a really passionate about and b really good at that I could pursue a career in so literally overnight I decided to drop out of the school I was in enroll in special effects school in Fort Lauderdale put a deposit down on, on a place to stay mom and dad I'm moving to Florida you know, very, very quickly. I'm very spontaneous. I don't like to think too much about a decision because if your heart, if the universe, if your soul is telling you mm-hmm. to go somewhere, that's probably where you should be in that moment. And even though I didn't continue to pursue special effects, um, I absolutely don't regret going to the school. I learned so much. I met some really awesome people that have changed my life as an artist, as a creative, as a makeup artist, as a musician, as a human being. Um, so I would never deny myself that experience again. It was some of the best time of my life. And I truly learned so much about life 
and the industry, it's, it was awesome. So, cause I, I love that. And I, I have some follow-up questions for it. And my first one is like, when you told your parents about it, because I was in a similar boat and did the same thing. I was in pharmacy school and, and was like, out of nowhere, just one day I was like, yeah, so, uh, I'm not doing this anymore and, uh, I'm going to be a photographer. Yeah. So like, how did your parents initially react when you were like, yeah, so mom, dad, um, I'm going to special effects school. I put down a deposit and, um, I leave for Florida in like two weeks. So <laughs> that's pretty much exactly how it went, honestly. But what I'll say is my parents are like probably the best humans on the earth and they have always supported my crazy endeavors. So my whole life, they have been dealing with me being like, what am I going to do when I grow up? I- I'm so stressed me at like nine years old. Like, I- mm-hmm. what am I going to do? What's going to be my major in college? Like, I just, I'm a typical <laughs> Capricorn. I wanted a plan. I needed to know how the next 20 years of my life was going to work out. I'm on the whiteboard. I'm on the dry erase board trying to plan out my life. I don't know why. I just felt like I needed to, mm-hmm. I needed to figure it out, you know, at such a young age. So yeah. my parents, once I found some passions that I wanted to pursue as a career, they were ecstatic. They were like, you got it. If that's what you want to do, no problem. My dad always told me, you could do anything you want. You could rule the world one day. You know, you will rule the world one day is always what he said. But every endeavor that I came to them with, they were like, they, they gave me a stern asking. Yeah, this is what you want to do? I'm like, yep. I'm mm-hmm. like, I'm passionate about it. I'm good at it. It'll save us two hundred thousand dollars a year to send me to regular college, <laughs> yeah, big um, which uh-huh. wound up biting me in the butt because I'm literally in my senior year, back in college now. Oh but, my gosh! Um, and they didn't really bat an eye. They really didn't. Honestly, it did not take much convincing. I was like, this is what I want to do, and they were like, all right. That was it. They they helped yeah. me. In that one night, they helped me find a place that I have never been afraid to tell my parents that I'm going to do something crazy because out of everyone in my life, they're the ones that are like, all right, like they always just trust me and have my back. You know, there was a time where I was like, I'm joining the military. I'm enlisting. That one they weren't so, (laughs) they weren't too quick about. But, you know, everyone else in my life, I not everyone else, but a lot of people in my life, I feel like just question, question my creative decisions and my creative changes in my life. And I've changed my mind a lot. I have been a makeup artist. I have been a sculptor. I have been a musician. I have been a tattoo artist. I have been a lash tech. Okay. I've been in nursing school. I have been in business school. My major is leadership. My minor is psychology. I've changed my mind. I've been, I'm a, I've been a manager at an elementary school. Like I've got a lot of passions. I've got a lot of things, a lot of ways to express myself, a lot of ways um, to be creative. Um, and I never denied myself an experience to do that. So it, it did lead to an unconventional route career-wise, but it led me to where I am right now. And I wouldn't change that. My parents have done absolutely nothing but unconditionally support me. No, I think that's amazing. And like when you were saying it, I was actually like almost getting choked up because I was thinking about it like with my, like my parents and like my relationship. And when I... Same thing. My parents are the best people in the world and they've always supported every decision I've made, whether I was wrong or, you know, it was a stupid decision, whatever it was, they always had my best interests at heart and they always had my back. And I remember 
when I told my parents, so my first semester in college, I went away and I played baseball and I hated it. Like you, I was like, I fucking hate this. This is not what I want to do. So I came back and I was at OCC and I was trying to figure out what the hell am I going to do with my life? At this point, I was like, I don't really know. And I've always loved photography, but at this point in time, it wasn't a huge priority in my life. And I remember I was taking all pharmacy classes. I got a job at a pharmacy and yeah. I was set. I'm going to be a pharmacist. And, you know, a pharmacist comes right out of school. They make $100,000 plus. Safe, and they yeah. go up from there, right? And, you know, it's a, it's a safe job. And I remember I was in chemistry class. And I love chemistry. I've always loved chemistry. And I'm sitting there. And I actually have goosebumps right now because I was like, I saw this thing called the Disney College Program. And I was like, oh, my God. I fucking love Disney. Like, why not apply yes. for this? Correction, it was biology class. And I was sitting there, it was in February, and I applied. Put no effort into it. None Just whatsoever. Didn't didn't get it, but I made it to the last day and never got denied until the very last day. So I was like, I was like, holy fuck. I was like, I was like, what if I try again and like for the winter time? And I actually try and like, I actually put everything I yes. have into this. Like, if this is what I want to do, I'm going to yeah. do this. Right. So at this time I started realizing like, you know what, like I'm not cut out to be a pharmacist. And I was like, I want to work in Disney, but I was like, what do I want to do in Disney? I was like, I can't be a biologist in Disney, which fun fact, you actually absolutely can be. Um, <laughs> you needed more of a creative path. Exactly. So I decided, I was like, you know what? I've always loved photography. I'm going to do it. And I remember when I came home, because I made a decision at school, and I skipped my last class, which was like a history class or something, and I skipped it. I was like, I need to go you're home. like, screw it. I've already went decided home. I'm done. I was like, I'm done. Yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm done. I was like, so I went home, and I sat both my parents down. My dad was cooking dinner, and we were, I forget what he was grilling. And I was like, I need you guys to both come inside and talk to you. And any parent in their right mind would be like, what the fuck did he do now? Like, he's screwed. He's in trouble. Like, you know, one of those, like a normal reaction. And I was like, listen, I was like, I don't want to be a pharmacist. I want to be a photographer. And I remember I was so fucking nervous, which is kind of funny now because my parents have never not supported me. They've yeah. always given me everything I've ever like wanted. They've always supported me. Yeah, 100%. you had no reason to be I'm scared, like, you know, yeah. Yeah, and like they were tough parents, but they were very loving and fair, and I had a fantastic childhood. And they were like, okay. They're like, so my, I remember my dad was like, so what's your plan? And my mom was like, all I want to know is that you have a plan that you're going to be able to make money and actually take care of yourself. Period. She's like, if, if you can come up with something, I will be happy. Immediately, I already had it. Like, you know, I was like, you're like, I've got a PowerPoint presentation. Yeah, exactly. Literally, that's all I was missing. Like, I had everything, the word died, everything was on it. Right. And, and they were like, okay, like, if this is what you want to do. So I remember I applied to two photography schools. And at the same time, in the back of my head, I still wanted to go work for Disney. And I applied to the School of Visual Arts in New York City. And I applied to Rochester Institute of Technology in Rochester, New York, which is the number one photography program in the world. That was back then. I don't know if it is now. That was, you know, years ago. And I applied to the Disney College program. Somehow, I have no idea why. I got into all three. And beyond, like, West. And I remember when I first got my acceptance letter to SVA. And um, I visited with my dad. And it was everything I ever wanted. 
they had studios and all the equipment you can think of and flat light and everything. It was in New wow. York City. Like I was like, this it is it. Like, this is the dream. I want to do this. And then when you have the number one photography school in the country tell you we want you, you're like, well, holy shit. Like now that's I've got what, a like, decision. You you're starting yeah. to think like, but you're also like, maybe I'm pretty good at like, this yeah. stuff. Like maybe I have a future in this, right? And ultimately, I was going to go to Rochester Institute of Technology, except when I got into the Disney College program. And when I got in, I remember when I saw the congratulations, I ran to the fucking bathroom and like started like tearing up because 90,000 people apply to this fucking thing. Every it's every six months of the program. So 90,000 plus people every six months apply to this and only 3,000 right. get in. So it's like super, super hard. And I remember when I got in and I remember calling my mom and I knew, and I still know to this day, my mom wanted me to go to school. And I was like, mom, I was like, I feel like for whatever reason, I have to go. I have to go. Thank God I went because that's where I met my fiance. Yes. So thank God. Everything happened for a reason. But it's funny because it's like you said, you're like, you know, I didn't pursue special effects makeup right but it's like and you were like oh like my journey you know wasn't normal like it was kind of crazy all over the place but it's like that's what makes like art and like life beautiful right is that like doesn't matter how you get there it means that you got there and however it was you got there it was how it was i feel like i wouldn't have anything to write about if i hadn't done all of those things first you know i got all my life experience doing all of those things like everything leads you to where you're supposed to be and yeah, so did you wind up going to the Disney no. College program? I'm like so invested in the story. There. Yeah, went there, worked there, met my fiance awesome. there. She ended up working there too. And, you know, we moved back home and the rest is history. And then I went back to school, went to ASU online, got my uh, photography degree. And uh, so yeah, awesome. the rest is history. But, you know, you said something when you first talked about when you first went to school. And I've said this on the podcast before. And every time I say it, like, I'm like starting to get like chills and like it always, always messes me up because every time I think about it, it always is one of those things that I'm like, it's so true. When I was in pharmacy school and I'm curious if you felt the same way, I felt like something was missing and I could never figure out what it was, right? Like even when I went away to play baseball, like something was missing inside of me and I could never figure out what it was. And I was like, what the fuck? Like, why do I feel empty? Right. And then when I started pursuing photography, I started to feel better. And I started to feel like how I was supposed to be. So I've said this on this podcast that artists have this tendency of thinking that they're not good enough and that they can't be an artist and, you know, there's no money in it, blah, 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 whatever. But I've realized that when you do that, there's a void inside these people and it's like a black hole and it just keeps sucking the life out of you because you're not feeding it the one thing it wants, which is you being creative. You know, for you, it's music. For me, it's photography. So it's, I'm curious when you were in school for your first two semesters, your first year, did you feel like something was missing? And then when you finally were like, I'm going to fucking special effects, you know, school, did you start to feel like your true self? So I feel like I've had a lot of true selves in different parts of my life. Like I've, because I did, but I was, it was kind of one of those things where it wasn't like I felt like I was missing something. It's that I didn't know I was missing something until I started doing it. And then it hit me like a truck. Okay. You know, I thought everything yeah. was fine. Um, I, 
you know, I, I wasn't questioning my life at that point. I was like, yeah, I'm going to go mm-hmm. be a nurse or yeah, I'm going to go do X, Y, or Z. Like I wasn't too stressed at this point. Um, but then once, once this presented itself in front of me, um, and I started doing this and I was like, mm, hold up, I'm actually pretty good at this. And I really enjoy this. And it, you know, makes me really happy. I was like, what was I doing before this? You know? So I pursued that. And then I understood what, and I felt very fulfilled when I was doing it. Um, I passed school with flying colors. I made so many connections with my teachers. I learned so much. I applied what I learned. I grew as an artist exponentially. Um, but once I delve a little deeper, Dove a little deeper, thank you, into what it meant to be in a career in that specific art, um, which would be kind of chasing the last jobs that are in the industry. And unfortunately, like practical effects is a dying industry, if not already gone. And that's very, very sad. But AI and digital art has, has taken yeah. over a lot of practical effects. So it's cheaper. It's not even that it's cheaper, it's, it's faster. Um, a lot of times mm-hmm. it looks a little more seamless because, you know, they don't have to worry about blending edges and, you know, they don't have to pay a makeup artist to be on the set for eight hours. They just do it in post-production, you know? So it's, mm-hmm. for me, it takes the life out of it, but you know, to each their own, at the end of the day, I had to come to a realization. It's something that I could continue to pursue and have to always have that second job and know that even the most successful artists that trained me, like, award-winning artists who have worked with the biggest names in the industry that I've learned from can't feed their families with this. So it was, it was one of those, I don't want to be a starving artist. And this, that was one of those. And also I'm going to be very, very frank with you. Um, I didn't enjoy doing it on other people. I enjoyed doing it on me. Um, I really enjoyed doing it on me and I, I enjoyed doing it on others sometimes, but working with people like one-on-one as a makeup consultation. And I really didn't enjoy the other types of makeup, beauty. Um, I really enjoyed body painting, but I didn't want to have to offer all of these in order to make enough money to keep myself going. It was causing me more yeah. stress than good. And I realized I was falling out of love with the art by being so stressed about making it a career. Um, so yeah. I just ultimately ma- made the decision to, um, go back to school. I still love FX. I still do it in my um, spare time normally around Halloween. But the real like click moment for me when I didn't realize I was missing something was this past summer when I woke up and was like, what the fuck am I doing? Why am I? I was Uh trying to sell a song is what happened to. I wrote a song, the first song one. And I was like, oh, I could probably sell this. I was like, oh, I feel like, you know, like so-and-so could sing this. Like, I feel like I could sell the song. Why not? It's a good song. And I was like, what the fuck yeah. am I doing? Why am I not? And yeah. then once I started getting in the groove of making music and like bringing this to life, I genuinely could not imagine myself doing anything else. In makeup school, I feel like I was a little bit like, am I doing the right thing? Like, like I'm great at this, but like, is this going to be able to give me the life I want? This, like making music right now, like I... And maybe I'm maybe I'm naive because it's, I'm in the honeymoon stages of it. You know, I'm still new to it. But I I can't imagine myself doing anything else. I could do this for the rest of my life and feel so fulfilled. No, I think that's I think that's amazing. And I feel like a lot of people spend and search for that their whole lives, and you know, unfortunately, they never find it, right? And like that was kind of me when I made the decision to, to become a photographer. It was like, you know what, like 
I might not be rich. I might not ever be able to, you know, buy a sports car, live in a mansion and whatever, which like low key kind of sucks because I am bougie. But like at the same time, it's like, no, like I've get to go to work every day and do what I want to do. Right. Like, like today, my, I, I had off today and I went out and shot film photography and I've had so much fun doing that. This whole past weekend, I was in Boston. We went to Salem and I shot film photography the whole time and I absolutely loved it. Now, let me tell you, there's a 99% chance that those photos are going to fucking suck because I'm still learning film photography, but that's not the point. You got the, the experience. Point is, You're enjoying I it. Enjoyed every yeah. second of it. You know what I mean? It's like I thoroughly enjoyed every second of it. And it's like I feel like that is so true. And I've said it on this podcast before, but I want to say it to you is that somebody told me this. Um, shout out Mr. Ed. Um, Ed Thorne. Uh, I had no a couple Eds. But Ed Thorne said this to me um, when I was 12 years old. I think I was 12 years old. I was in Cooperstown, New York playing baseball. And he said to me, he was like, Nick, I want you to remember one thing. He's like – if I if you ever get anything out of me, remember one thing. He was like, when it comes to work, he was like, chase the dream, don't chase the dollar. If you chase the dollar, you'll never be happy. Okay. If you chase the dream, the dollar will come. And that shit hit me like a brick wall. And still to this day, I mean, I'm 25 years old now, and I still remember yep. that. I still remember the day it was happened, where I was, the whole nine, right? Yep. Because it's one of those things like it changed the course and of my life. And let me add too, because of what you said before, you're like, well, maybe I'm never going to be bougie and maybe I'm never going to – if you, if we have that mindset as creatives, like – and maybe nothing will ever happen with my music and maybe, maybe I'll never be able to feed my family off of it and maybe you'll never be a successful – we're putting a roof on our abilities, which doesn't make any sense True. because as creatives, we have, we have all the tools we need to make this a life for us. And why is there any reason that you can't have a Maserati in your driveway? Why is True. there, no, you're unless, absolutely right. unless yeah. you're closing doors on yourself, right? Unless I'm yeah. saying, Hey, I'm feeling pretty close-minded about this. I'm going to make music and I'm only going to release it on SoundCloud. So it's never going to go on the other streaming services. I'm only releasing it on SoundCloud. So, you know, I'm probably never going to have a Maserati in my driveway and that's fine, you know, but I'm keeping those doors closed. If you decide that, you know, the world's going to see your art no matter what, and that, you know, money is going to come your way because your hard work is going to pay off and it will, you know, don't, mm -hmm. don't put a roof on, on your creativity. There's a million ways to monetize art and the world is going to appreciate your art. And the, the thing no, that true. the thing about like all types of artists, photography, music, you know, practical art is there's going to be a million others. It's the fiercest competition in the world, but there's only one you. There's only one mm -hmm. of what you can bring to the table. There's only one of what you, Nick, can create. There's only there's only yeah. one way that you see the world. There's only one of me and what I have to say. A million other people can say the same thing but it's how I say it. It's how I present it. It's what I, what the message I'm trying to put out. You know, we, we have to give ourselves yeah, more grace as creative. Exactly. And that's, that's exactly why like people are always like, Oh, I want to start a YouTube channel, but like, no one wants to hear what I have to say. It's already been said. Well, no, there's a reason why there's yeah. millions of millions of like millionaires that are YouTubers because people, you don't fall in love with what you have to say. No, you fall in love yeah, with the person. Yeah, the person behind it. You know, it's like I fall in love with who yeah. that is. Like, you know, it's, I think that's crazy. And I, I, I also just think one thing that I absolutely love um, 
and like I have it, you have it. And it's probably my favorite thing about you is it's the passion, right? Where it's like, you can always tell when someone is in the industry, in the art field for the right reason. Because I tell people all the time, if you were in the industry because you want to make money, just go work on Wall Street, dude. Yeah. Like, don't do it because you're going to fail because you're going to get frustrated and you're going to get burned out and you're going to quit. Yeah. You have to be in the art industry because yeah. you love it, because it's something that you want. And then that's when all of the other stuff comes, right? It's like that. And it's with anything in life. Like you have to do it because yeah. you love it. If you don't love Absolutely. something, you're never actually really going to be good and like at, at the it. end of the day, like you kind of have to separate your artistry from your business mindset. You know, because mm -hmm. at the end of oh, the day, yeah. like time. you have to do what you love and do it because you love it. But if you aren't, if you aren't thinking about ways that it's going to be able to support you for your whole life or ways that it can support you, you know, maybe you aren't going to be able to build as fast as you can. But what my thing is, I have to separate the art from the business. I like put my manager hat mm -hmm. on and put my artist hat on. I, I absolutely have to, um, because I know a ton of I'm not going to name them, but I should because they're going to be listening to this. I know a ton of super, 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 super freaking talented bands, talented artists who have their Instagrams and their TikToks on private and who, who, you know, release their music and then do not post about it, do not advertise mm -hmm. it whatsoever. And they're like, well, I'm never going to be able to make money from it. How do you know? Give yourself the opportunity to by creating yourself a business plan. So it's one of those, I'm not in this for the money. I say, 100% and absolutely mean that if if I do not make a dollar from this so be it I made some really fucking cool music and nobody can take that from me I will always be yeah. really freaking proud we just finished song nine nine that's okay awesome. that's so awesome I have like enough songs for an album that like makes me smile like that's yeah. crazy you know so I'm if I don't make a dollar so be it but I've got I've got dreams I've got dreams past this and I'm going to make them happen. And the, if I can make mm -hmm. them happen through my music and through monetizing my music and monetizing my brand, I'm going to do that. And anyone who tells you that they're not doing that probably has a second job. I'm planning on this being yeah. my career. I, my goal, I love this so much that I truly, truly, truly don't want to do anything else. And the way that I can do this without doing other things is by monetizing it. You know? Mm -hmm. No, you're, abs you're and absolutely right. you need to right. be monetizing your art. No, it's, it's funny. We're going to have a like, talk after this. No, it's, no, it's funny, right? Because it's like, dude, like, I hate Instagram. Me too. I hate posting Me on Instagram. Me too. And, but I have yeah. to do it. And it's like, it's one of those things like I challenge with every yep. day. And I have thousands of thousands of thousands of photos that I can post on Instagram. I'm just like, I don't want to post on Instagram. I don't want to yeah. do it. And it's it's like this podcast, for example, like like I told you, like, you know, there's over a little over a hundred people that listen to it. And it's like, well, I don't fucking post about it at all. So right, it's like, so you could have I don't more. know where these people come yeah. from, to be honest with you, because I don't have a hundred family and friends. So I have no idea where these people come from. Like there's shout out if you're that person Word of mouth. there's like random like three people bro that listen to it in fucking india Word of mouth. there's like two that listen to it in australia i'm like well that's pretty okay. cool like you know because like i could see all that so i'm like well that's kind of cool and i'm like so i was like well what can i do to like take it to another level what can i do to help grow it more and my initial thought was like bro i have to start doing video or like i have to start putting video out there because then i can make reels collaborate with the guest and it's and then i could post it on youtube and now it's all these different there's so sources many that branches are like there's showing. so many they 
Of course. And they say, not to get businessy, but they say the most successful people have seven streams of income. And now, whether that be mm-hmm. investing or real estate or whatever the case, I want to have seven streams of income that have to do with my music. You know, you should have seven yeah. streams of income that have to do with your art, whether it's right your podcast your photography, your videography, your editing skills that maybe you outsource on Fiverr. I don't know. Your prints that you sell on Etsy. I don't know. I'm just saying there's, you have to, if you, if, if it's something you want more than anything to do this and only this, you'll find your ways and the money will come to you. As long as you keep sight, like as long as we as creatives keep sight of why we're doing what we're doing and still love it, the minute you don't love it anymore is the minute you're not, not going to make another dollar. No, you're absolutely right. And it's, you know, it's funny because like you said, you were like, you're like, oh, like, you know, like print your work, sell it on Etsy. Right. And again, like there are photos that I've taken that I'm like, yo, I would print this out and like hang this up. Like I absolutely would. Right. And like, I love printing work, but it's funny because then it's like you said earlier, it's like you get that imposter syndrome. Did, where I, you're not, like, did I not? Is this not original? It's like, is anybody? Yeah. It's like, is, is anybody actually going to fucking yeah. buy this? Like, Am, am I wasting my time? Like, does this look like, you know, I don't know crash. if you know what this is, but it's like, does this look like, does this look like Peter McKinnon shot? He's my favorite photographer. He's huge. <laughs> and it's like, but it's like, it's like you, right? Like, for example, it's like, it's like your song's fantastic, but it's like, I could see you sitting there and be like, does this sound too much like Olivia Rodrigo? Like, am I her now? Like, what the yeah, fuck is going on? Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? It's like, I, those I are thoughts of, that happen in artists' definitely, head. Definitely. And it's one of those. Um, yes, comparing myself to others, I almost have to remind myself that I made that I sat down with a piece of paper and a keyboard in front of me and nothing and wrote this song. Like I'm like gaslighting myself. I'm like, Kayla, you wrote this song. Like you have to you know, yeah. because you have that in your head where you're like, I I am I'm a fraud, you know? Like I, yeah. I didn't I didn't there's no way I did this, you know. But it's just I think it, it's it's that imposter syndrome and um, just kind of, yeah, being able to to navigate that. It's also the biggest up and down for me. The roller coaster is after I've made a song, and this happens after every song. I leave the studio, I pack up every time. Every time me and my producer Jacob leave, we leave, we blast the song on our car radios when we're driving home. And I'm like, this is this is fire. This is so good. And then I listen to it a second time, and I'm like, yeah this is fire. Right. And then I listened to it a third time and I'm like, now you're starting to nitpick it. And I'm already, I'm already typing the text to Jacob. Like we should change this. We should change this. Let's change this. Literally by the time I get home at like 3am, Jacob's got like a six paragraph long text of like what we could do, you know? And then I wake up in the morning and I listen to it again. And I'm like, no, this is fire. You know? So it goes and I'll go throughout my day. I have a little playlist of my music, nine songs. And I listen to it and I'm like, this is terrible. Nobody is going to like this. This does not sound like what you hear on the radio. This is too unconventional. I'm being too in your face. Like it's too much. People are not going to resonate, mm-hmm. you know? And then I give it another listen and I'm like, yes, they are. Bro, but, but dude, like you say that, but it's like fucking, I don't know if you listen to country music, but it's like, look at Zach Bryan right now, dude. He's massive. Tell me he sounds like anybody else. He doesn't. Bro, like something in the orange, like you're singing that song. It's so depressing, but it's so fantastic. And you're like, yeah, this doesn't make sense. Or like fucking he has a song about the rodeo. It's one of those things that I've learned by making music as well. Because now that I'm making music, I'm listening to music differently. 
And I'm realizing that people say the most ridiculous, not, not Zach Bryan specifically, oh, yeah. but you could say anything. You could say oh, yeah. anything. And as long as it's catchy, mm-hmm. people don't really care. People don't really know what they're saying most of the time anyway, but it's crazy. Now I'm hearing this on the rate, hearing these things on the radio and I'm like, what are they even saying? And then when I'm hard on myself yeah. in songwriting, I'm like, it doesn't even really matter. It's catchy. It's art. No, but you know, it's, it's, it's true, but it's like, what's crazy is, is like, and I felt like this when I listened to your song and, you know, I feel like this when I take photos too, it's like, I think what makes your song so good is that it's real, right? Like it's, it's not fake. It's not, there's no bullshit in it. Like, you know, one person that inspires the hell out of me and I'm not even a musician, but I absolutely love Jelly Roll. And I just Don't love him get because me he's started. so real, dude. He's so, so real. real. I've seen like, Jelly Roll song... live. Have you seen him live? Oh, I've not. I've I want saw to. him live at the at uh, PNC with Shine Down, and it was. Uh-huh. It was. They say at the show. They say this isn't a concert. It's a. It's a family reunion, and they have you hug your mm-hmm. neighbors, and it's just. Truly the most therapeutic experience. Jelly Roll is one of the realest mother truckers I have ever yeah. experienced live. And he and Shine yeah. are huge, huge, huge inspirations in my message. Not so much my sound, but like my music as far as like my message and being a misfit and not fitting in and saying fuck Hell the yeah. man, you know? So yeah, yeah. Oh, love Jelly Roll. No, that's literally how I feel like when, and it's like, it's funny because it's like, I do nothing related to music, but it's like, I feel that way in like my photography and like, for example, like this podcast where it's like, bro, like there's a million one podcast out there, but there's only one you. there's only one me. And I want to talk about the creative lifestyle because I want to talk about the realness of the creative lifestyle that it's not what you get to see on fucking yeah. TV. It's not what you see on YouTube that these people live a fucking dream every day. No, it's a hard ass field and it's, but it's very rewarding, Absolutely. but it's very hard. And I love Jelly Roll's shit. And I love how he says, I'm for the misfits and I'm for the fucking yep. losers. And I love that because I've never felt like, and I feel like most artists feel like this, that you, you don't feel like you fit in anywhere because you have so many different things and so many different dreams that you want yeah. to accomplish, right? And there's so many different things that you want to dip your feet into and be like, I want to try this. I want to do that. I want to do that, right? And I think that's why I resonate so much with his music. Definitely. And like, let's also, I mean, let's fucking be honest, right? Like, Need a Favor, that is one of the realest ever. songs I've ever, ever heard in my life because, again – I don't, I don't go to church. You know, I pray every night and, you know, I practice my religion as best as I can, but I don't go to church. But the fact when he's like, I only talk to yeah. God when I need a favor, that, that is, is 99% yeah, of us. But it's the like, vulnerability of that. It's the vulnerability yes. for him being able to say what we're all thinking. Right. And I think that's what yeah. kind of makes him stand out too. Like he's not, and that's what I encompass in my music as well as I'm not afraid to like say what, we're all yep. thinking, you know, like say what nobody else is, is saying. And you know what? I'm saying a lot of stuff that's already be said and needs to be told differently. Like I'm not over here saying that I'm reinventing the wheel or anything like that, but um, I'm not afraid to be controversial and be loud mm-hmm. when necessary and call people out when necessary, which is what I do in a lot of my songs. Call them out. I actually yeah. Hell yeah. spoke to the man who Crawling Back is about 
And I said, hey, listen, I just wanted to let you know I'm doing this podcast and I'm going to speak briefly on the situation. Um, and I just, I'm not asking your consent because I don't use your name or anything like that, but I also want your consent yeah. because I'm a good human being. And honestly, because me being, and the guy yeah. are really chill. He's like one of my good friends now, but it's just, it, yeah. it came up with a great song, you know, is what it was. And he gave full consent. So yeah, but well, that's great news, yeah. but no, it's, it's, it's interesting because you're like, you know, I call a lot of people out on it and like, you know, but it's like, you're like, I don't hide behind anything. And it's like, that's kind of how I feel where yeah. it's like, listen, like I can absolutely take a fucking portrait of you. And I have taken portraits of you. Um, if I took a portrait of you, I absolutely can hide behind, you know, AI generated fill and, you know, or Photoshop and change your eye right. colors and, you know, put a leaf <laughs> behind you that wasn't there. And like, listen, like there's nothing wrong with that. That is art and it's beautiful all to right. each their own. But that's not what my work's about. My work's about <clears throat> trying to capture yep. real stuff. Now, I'm not going to sit here in line and say I don't edit my photos. Of course I edit my photos. That's why you fucking pay right. me to be your photographer. You know, of course I'm going to edit out your acne, your wrinkles, enhance your eyes. Of course I'm doing all that, right? But I try to like pride myself in trying to keep it as natural as yeah. possible. And that's why like when I look at my old work, it was super, super saturated in the beginning. But now it's very earthy and mellow tones and it's it's a realness behind it. And it's funny because as photographers and as videographers, you can buy these things called presets. And it's basically like from I'll just use Peter McKinnon again, is you can go online, type in PeterMcKinnon.com, buy his presets, put them into Lightroom, and now you have exactly how he would right. edit photos and you could slap it on your photos. And every artist starts out doing that. And there's nothing wrong with that. It's a great start. But it cannot be your end-all, right. be-all. You need to have a voice of your own. You're not Exactly, because you're not expressing yourself, right? And it's like it wasn't until I started making my own presets, my own edits, where A, I started getting a lot more business. B, I felt proud of my work and actually had more of those moments when I'm like, fuck yeah, dude, did I take like, that I shit? did that. Like, you well, know? Well, it's also because like, it's like, it's, people are buying it more. Um, people are booking you more and people are wanting it more because your personality is shining through in your art now, you know? Yeah. No, exactly. And like... You know, it's ever since like I have like decided to be like, you know, like like you said that like, you woke up one day and you're like, fuck it. fuck it. Like, why not? And to me, my fuck it moment was this podcast. I've been thinking about this fucking podcast for years now. And I decided one day I was like, you know, what, like, fuck it. Why I'm not? Do it. And it was actually my birthday. And I asked Gabby, my fiance, she was like, what do you want for your birthday? I was like, I want a podcast mic. I want a podcast recorder. And then she was like, you're going to use it. I said, absolutely. It wasn't until I started making this podcast where now i feel like and the whole point of making this podcast is i just want people to understand like you can be a creative but it also doesn't have to be your full-time job it can just be some way that you yep. express yourself <laughs> and i have had people reach out to me and be like you're an inspiration or you know like you're actually the person that's following their dreams and it's like i don't know if you've gotten that yet when you do it's very awkward because you don't know how to act like act or like respond to it because it's it's an amazing yeah. compliment and it's something I've always wanted. But like it's one of those compliments where you're like, bro, I'm just trying to do yeah. me. Yeah, like, it's you know, weird, right? You're like, happy. I'm just a, like, I'm just you know, a, a like, kid trying to get by too. As much as we're like adults yeah. now, you're like, really? I'm just the you know average yeah. Joe, and I, like, I've this. gotten that. Um, I love my listeners. Yeah, I get the messages I get and the DMs I get are 
actually like mind blowing in a lot of ways. Um, and the sincerity of people that I don't even know in my DMs telling me like how inspired they are and how they get chills when they listen to me sing and just like mm-hmm. stuff I'd never expect to to hear from someone you know I've I've sang my whole life yeah. but I would slam my door I wouldn't even let my parents hear you know so mm-hmm. now to be sharing it and be vulnerable with the world and to hear back something like you know I related uh, my my manager at the time um a, a friend of mine I should say sent her friend a song that I wrote just sent it to her. She was going through a breakup or whatever the case was. And this is a very like emotional song that I didn't think a lot of people were going to relate to, honestly, because I wrote it out of just complete vulnerability. And she sent it to her and said, I think you need this right now. And this girl who I do not know, I've never met. That's the first time she's ever heard my voice reached out to me and was like, I want you to know that you really, really helped me through a time like that night. Like you completely changed for me. Like hearing that song, it's like you were speaking directly to me. Like I related to every word at, you know, tears in my eyes. I can't listen to it without, you know, crying. And I've cried at so many songs. So to have someone crying at my song, I played my Mm -hmm. song for um, my creative partner that I I wrote her, not wrote for her, obviously. I, I played her a song that I wrote and I turned around and she's bawling. She's crying her face off. And I don't want to make people cry, but it, it makes me understand that they get it, you know, that they get mm-hmm. how I felt when I wrote it and they can relate to that. So to, to hear that people are moved by something that I've done is just like the most unreal feeling in the world. And this is only like the tip of the iceberg. Like I'm just, I'm just so excited to make connections and re- like relate to people and be able to like share that emotion and share that space, you know, mm-hmm. through the passion of, of the music, you know? No, hell yeah. And I think, you know, it's, it's such an amazing feeling. And, you know, I think that's amazing that like you've gotten to experience. So like, you know, shout out to you. Like, that's awesome. But it's one of those things. It's it's almost awkward because it's like, I'm sure you feel this way Imposter. too, where it's like, you're, you're like, like that, it's not me. I'm not worthy. It's, it's that, but it's also like, you're like, you sit there and you're like, I'm glad I made you feel that way. But like, I didn't fucking do it for you. Like, you know what I mean? Like, 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 I don't know. Like, that's how I think about it. Where like, when people are like, like, dude, like your work, like made me feel this type of way and all that. And it's like, listen, it's an amazing compliment and I love it. And it means the world to me. And it's like, and I was saying like, I love every single person that listens to this podcast, but it's like, it's funny because it's like, I don't fucking do it for anybody but, but that's myself. why they like it. I want to make myself That's why happy. they're inspired. Exactly. You know, even what you said, you said you mm-hmm. were inspired that I was just like, fuck it, I'm doing this for me. Fuck it, I'm shaving my head for me. Fuck it, I'm putting out this music for me, yeah. right? You were inspired by that. Like, I, I'm inspired by what you're saying right now. Like, you don't do, like this, even if you had no listeners, you know, like this is a way that you no, are able to, right? You didn't start this like, I'm going to have 500,000 monthly listeners. No, you started this because you're like, I need yeah. an outlet to express myself. And you were like, fuck it. Hell you yeah. have the most expensive setup and the light room. And the, no, like you, you're just like, screw it. I'm just going to start because I've got a lot to say and I'm going to say it and I'm going to express myself the only way I know how. And this is how, this is what your soul drew you to at the moment. And that's fucking awesome. And you know what? If more people were able to do, there's a million people who are sitting in a nine to five, sitting at their desk job. Like, I wish I was doing what that guy's doing. You know, and that's a weird thing. No, because true, we're just right. people who one day decided to do it right you know just decided to the only yeah decided to not deny (laughs) ourselves what we're meant to do and 
There are so many people with so many passions. And if you walk around an office building and ask people what their passions are and what they wish they were doing, nine times out of 10, it's not going to be what they're sitting there for. And I get it. You got to feed your family. But I think we are so realistic that it holds us back sometimes. And it's it's 20, it's almost 2024. The world has changed. Money is everywhere. This is a, this is a new Mm -hmm. time for work. There is no reason you should be sitting in a job doing something that you don't want to do. And it doesn't matter how old you are, you know, but people think, you know, I'm stuck in this, stuck in this, um, mindset, this timeframe, this, this, you know, salary that I can't, you know, there's nothing else for me. You said, fuck that. I'm not going to go be a pharmacist. I could, it's not going to fulfill me. It's not going to make me happy. You know, and so many people wish they did that. Even just that, right? Like, let's give ourselves credit. Even Mm -hmm. just the fact that we're like, fuck it. I'm just going to do it. You know, that's fucking cool. You know? Yeah. No, it's, 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 it's awesome. And it's when I, when someone said that to me, because it's great to hear it from you too, right? Because it's like, but you're also an artist. So it's like, you get it. Like, you know what I mean? My cousin called me one day and was like, because I, I shouted him out and I say this every podcast. I don't say it every podcast, but every time I, I shout him out, I'm always like, I'm never going to, I'm not going to say his name again because he gave me so much shit for it because he was like, yeah, that's right. You called me out. And he knows who I'm talking about. He knows I'm talking about him, but he, I shouted him out and I, you know, I said like, bro, you inspire me. Cause like he's a police officer. And my brother's a cop too. And like that inspires me. Like you're real heroes. Like, you know, and he called me and he was like, appreciate the shout out. But he's like, he's like, bro, I, I just took a test. He's like, and I, took a test, got physical, learned how to do it. He's like, bro, you wake up every day and you work your ass off to fulfill your dream. dream He was like, that's the inspiration. He was like, you're the inspiration, bro. And it's like, that's when I realized, like, that's when it hit me was like, bro, like maybe like, like, not that like, I, not that I need the satisfaction of like, I made the right choice. It was more like, maybe I made the right choice. Maybe I can help, but it's like that, but it's like also like, maybe I can help people like, realize that like hey listen like you don't have to do what like you think is you know normal in yep. society like you or can literally just do whatever the fuck you want like there you know? are no rules but, nick there's literally no rules literally, that is one of my biggest things true. i'm going to have a shirt that says no rules on it okay because <laughs> like if we weren't so confined by you know what we think is socially acceptable like what would we be capable of you know there are no rules mm-hmm. this life is a game we're all going to die we're all going to die one day Okay. Yeah. So why Fuck are yeah. we sit, why are we sitting in, you know, classes or jobs or relationships that we are not happy in? What is the point? Yeah. I'll tell you, Kayla, I'll tell you this. There I've been very fortunate that my day job is I'm a social media manager. And I've been very fortunate that I've gotten to meet very, very, very successful business owners, multi-million dollar people, sometimes billion. Every single one of them has told me the same fucking thing. One, you said it. Money is everywhere. everywhere. There's a shit ton of it. Two, they all tell me money is great. It's fantastic. They all look at me and said, I would trade every single dollar I had to go back and get my time back and enjoy every second that I had like with family, friends, doing what I love, right? And it's like in those moments when people tell me this, I'm like, I made the right choice because yes, like you said, the sky's the limit, right? But I'm happy. That's that's I number get to one. Do whatever, like, you know what I mean? It's like I get to go out with a camera every day, you know, and take pictures. Yeah. 
that's it's that that's simple awesome. like bottom line like happiness is above all it's above all money mm-hmm. will come to you like money is everywhere like as long as you're happy you really can't trade that for the world no it's true and you know i do have a couple more questions to ask you um is one is i ask these three questions every podcast so the first question is what inspires you and it's a tough one. And I love asking it because every artist is like, I like, don't fucking know. No, I know. So I, it's just such a loaded question because I kind of find beauty in like everything inspiring me. I kind of try to take inspiration out of like every part of my life, even the parts that I don't like, the parts that make me happy, the parts that make me sad, the people that frustrate me, the people who put a smile on my face. I take every and I only started doing this and acting this way, like when I started making music, but I take every experience I have for inspiration. And that sounds ridiculous, but I have to, I, this is, this is the world through my lens, right? This is, this is how, how I'm going to see things. So I'm going to be as straight up and as vulnerable and the people that inspire me and the situations that inspire me, I just put them straight on paper the, the, the way it is, you know? So my family inspires me every freaking day. My parents, my parents love each other like I've never seen anyone love each other ever in a storybook. Like it's it's almost unheard of with how common divorces and 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 such like that. But mm-hmm. my the way my father treats my mother inspires me every day. Um, my, the relationship I have with my sister, um, the the bad things that have happened in my life inspire me as well. You know, I was severely bullied in high school. I had to transfer high schools and then transfer again because of how severely I was bullied. And that inspires me every day, every day. Every day I wake up and another one of my high school bullies comments on my Instagram reel, that inspires me. That inspires me, so proud of you. That inspires me. Yeah. I'm calling Jacob up, I'm like, let's write a song about these bitches right now. You know, I try to take everything that has happened to me in my life, everything that every day, that I go by, I literally, I kid you not, Nick, I walked, I was at a Panera the other day, a Panera, and I saw a boy in the parking lot for five seconds, and I wrote a song about him. Yep, it's called Manhunt, okay? Anyway, <laughs> like, I find inspiration everywhere. I have to. And that's why I'm, like, pumping no, out awesome. music. That's why I'm pumping out music, because I'm just, everything is inspiring me. And I don't, I feel like I don't, I, I really don't have a lot of, like, friends got like my one or two like friends that I you know like really would consider like my good friends and like I seriously trust and Mm -hmm. we are constantly inspired together we are constantly experiencing life together and going through every day as it comes and just I'm trying to not deny myself experiences to be inspired so something that I normally wouldn't do or don't want to do or think I don't want to do like I'll push myself a little bit to do it to get that inspiration because it makes a banger I think that's yeah amazing. that's just how I, I have to go that's about absolutely it amazing it's no I think it's funny how you were like just inspired I saw somebody at Panera five seconds I wrote a song about it. and but it, it's funny because it's like it listening to you talk it's like the similarities between what you do and what I do is so similar because it's like I bring my camera everywhere now i bring my film camera everywhere but it's like it's the little things right like today i went to fucking not that i live there anymore but i was in you know on the jersey shore area and i went to point pleasant and had my film camera and everything's closed bro 
that's not the point at the boardwalk. I drove back and I saw this church and it had these beautiful red doors. That's it. Boom. Let me tell you, you would have thought in that moment that I hit the fucking you like, rail. Like I break on the car. Blown away. I was like, find somewhere yeah, to park. Right now. It's right on the main now. road. Don't care. I will put I'm putting my hazards on. Like, exactly. But it was like, it was one of those things. I'm like, bro, this is, this is why I bring it yeah. everywhere because it's, it's all around you. You never know. It's all around you. So you it's like, know. exactly. That's so I write no, the best so in the car. That's where inspiration comes to me for some reason. I, I always say like, oh, I'll bring my songbook, but it never works out. I never have a pen and paper. No, I literally, it's, it's my yeah. phone. It's the notes app. It's the voice recordings. I'll send my producer like, how about this? Something like this. Like, I'll just like hum in the voice mm-hmm. recording. And he's like, yeah, I got it. You know? So, but inspiration comes to you at the most unexpected times. When I sit down to write and write a song and I'm like, well, what's inspired me? What's, what's, it's not going to come. I have to be doing the most, Doesn't I have count. to be doing the most random thing. I'm like trying to fall asleep. I'm driving in the car. I'm in the shower. Mm-hmm. I'm on the toilet. I don't know. Like I'm in a weird place. <laughs> and I'm like, this is a hit. <laughs> This is a banger. This is perfect. No, it's so true. Like, dude, that's so funny because mine is in the shower, bed, right before I go to bed. And when I drive, yeah. Yeah. especially in the car, if, if dude. I'm driving yeah. to work or I'm driving home from work, bro, the car, I'm always. And there's literally why there's two episodes on this fucking podcast that are literally podcasts from yep. the car. And I'm literally like, this hand, this mic's in my fucking hand and I'm driving. Okay, guys. And I'm like, so welcome back to another episode of the house. <laughs> You know what I mean? And it's just like, it. but it's like, dude, it just like hits yeah. me. I'm like, and part of it is like, well, shit, I got to get a podcast. Episode you know why? The other part of it's like, I'll actually tell you why it is. Because I always say, why? they're like, why do you write songs in the car? You don't have the distraction of this, of typing on your phone, of scrolling on social media, of the things in your house. When you're in the car, you have one objective, get the place you're going, right? So your mind is able to be creative. You're not stressing about like the toast in the oven and like the Instagram post that's like, you know, you're you have no choice your your hands are on the wheel mm-hmm. so yeah i think that's why i never thought of it like that well that is a great segue it's like you knew it was coming so i'm gonna ask you this question that my coworker asked me um and she actually asked me on my way home from work one day and her name i'll give you her social media name is the julie with an i um or you can follow her on youtube which is the julie with a vlog um she's on book talk and all that stuff so it's funny because her day job has nothing to do with creativity nothing but she is a creative and she asked me this question and it hits me every time is i'm gonna ask it to you do you think that you create art in your case music and do you think you create the music because of something that you're feeling in the moment that you think is this is how it's going to be right and or do you think that subconsciously you're taking all of us not just you all of us artists are taking in so much information all the fucking time like from social media and things we see and all this stuff that we're making these decisions on we think they're coming from us but subconsciously it's from outside sources so to use an example would be like nowadays a lot of things are very muted colors pastel colors are in people fucking love them so my photography work is muted but i don't think subconsciously i made that decision because people love pastel colors because i've been doing that for almost three years now before pastel colors were in i did it because that was the color palette that i enjoyed I've always loved light pinks, light blues, all that stuff. Tans, love it. Muted greens. 
but I think there are sometimes that subconsciously it does like the world around us, the social media and everything else that it does leak into my photography. So I'm curious to hear your answer. Behind so it. You're not going to like my answer, but it's both. It really is both. And it's not, oftentimes, and I hate to say it, but it's just like, I'm going to keep it very real with you. Like oftentimes it's not subconsciously, like oftentimes it's very consciously because it's one of those things where um, I can make a song that I love. And I love it. And I think it's the best song ever. But I can also know that if I put this song out the way that it is, the way that I like it, the way that I wrote it, the way that I want it to sound, it's not going to do well. So then you come across the fork in the road. Do you put it out because that's your art and that's the way you want it? Or do you put it out the way that's going to be commercial and the way that you know it's going to sell? Now, me, the core of my art, the core of my music is me. So I am never going to be thinking about what's going to sell or what's mm-hmm. trending while I'm writing the song. However, mm-hmm. so I'm, when I'm writing the song, that is 100% me. I block out the world. I don't care if people can relate to this, honestly. This is how I see it. After that initial writing process, I absolutely do subconsciously and consciously factor in like, what are people going to think about this? You know, is my dad going to hate that I said this? Is are they going to think that it's too rock? Are they going to think that it's too pop? Is, does this sound too much like Taylor Swift? Is it annoying? I'm yelling. Am I, am I, you know, is it, what are, what are my high school boys going to say? Mm-hmm. And I see on social media, oh, everyone's doing this trend. Everyone's wearing this. Everyone's sounding like this, looking like this. Should I be more commercial to fit that? And 99.9% of the time, my answer is no. And every time that I say to my producer, like, should we be, you know, getting a little more commercial with this? Like, should we be a little more general? The answer is always no, because my niche, my thing is not being normal, not sounding like everybody else, not and mm-hmm. not caring whether or not I sound like everyone else. And I I often overthink that. I'm like, did we go too far with the production or is it too is it too, you know, out there? Are people not going to like it, you know? But at the end of the day, like this is, and I won't even say my, cause my art is like the songwriting, but it's our art. Me and my producer, Jacob, shout out Jacob. He's in a phenomenal band called Dirty Rivals, which are like, they're, they're just so awesome. And Jacob is one of the most talented humans I know, but that creation that we've made, that art that we've made, like nobody can take that from us, whether they like it or not, so be it. So what I've been doing is kind of compromising. I've been, if it's something that I know, like, people will like it this way better i'll put out both for example i I wrote this song it's my favorite song i've ever written my and that's i have a lot of songs i've written my favorite song i've ever written (laughs) songwriting wise the lyrics mean so much to me i can't sing it without like getting very emotional and the way that i made it as a demo the very first time i'm like this is the song this is how it has to be however the song had potential to go in a different direction and be really successful. So we took that, we made it that, and it's awesome. It's definitely more commercial. It sounds beautiful, but that's the version that, you know, we did lean to be more commercial on. And then I said, Hey, we're going to record another because I'm not going to compromise my vision for um, the the second vision. And if I didn't, if I didn't like the commercial side of it, I would never put it out. But I'm like, these are my, you know, I, 
people like different styles of music. Like I want to be versatile. And this song, I believe in my opinion, is so good that it could work in both ways. So I say, you know what, here's, here's Kayla's version, right? Taylor's version, you know, here's Kayla's version, like the acoustic, right? The stripped, (laughs) but you know what? People want to see the other side of it. And oftentimes, Mm -hmm. in my opinion, and you know what, maybe I do do this subconsciously. The reason that acoustic versions and stripped down versions are so amazing is because um, people listen to the lyrics more and you take down that big production. If they just put out that acoustic, Mm -hmm. that acoustic as the first version, then it wouldn't be so special when you put out, you know, the second version. So I'm putting out this music and it's like happy and it's a bop and you're banging your head to it. It's commercial. And you're like, this is good. This is great music. And then I put out the acoustic stripped down version and you're like, holy shit, I didn't realize what she's saying. It's my way Mm -hmm. of manipulating my art into letting you hear what I really have to say. I know you heard my song. I know it was a great song, but did you listen? The acoustic version makes you listen. That's the part that like, I feel like I need to, that's my art that, you know, so it is, I I do take um, into consideration and it it does have a say in some of my music. I wish it didn't, but at the end of the day, I think about it too. I'm like, I wish I didn't, you know, think so much about like what the media, how the media is going to perceive my music and let them dictate what genre I do next and how many rock songs I put on the album and how many ballads I put on the album. But at the same time, I, I think about my music and what we've made so far. And at the end of the day, that if I were literally not releasing it and just making music for me, I would have made it the exact same way. And I would have come out with the exact same song. So that's how I know that I'm doing the right thing. I'm still staying true to myself. Um, and I'm never going to put out anything that's like, I just know this is going to sell well. You know, like there is nothing that I haven't put my 100% heart into like an absolute passion into every single note of every single song. No, I think it's amazing, right? And it's, I love that answer because you were like, oh, you're going to hate the answer. No, I love that answer because when I'm sitting here and I'm listening to you, I'm like, like, man, I'm like, how does this remind me of photography, right? Because obviously, like, that's right. my brain. My brain's always going to go to photo, right? Like, your brain's always going to go to music, right? And it's like, but I'm sitting here, I'm like, man, like, the acoustic version of songs is literally like the black and white version of photographs where it's like, media doesn't fucking want it they have no business on yep. social media i made a whole podcast about this how people don't want to post it but yet every let me ask you this when you think of history right your mind immediately it's black and white photographs because those are what we yep. had in the past and that's what's so powerful right that's what you're seeing all yep. the detail right and it's like yeah commercially like i can put we can go take pictures right now. Sweet. You want to have fucking purple trees? Guess what? You're going to have purple trees, but that's, it's not real, but right. I can do it. Like, you know, and it's like, but I can make a commercialized photo that I know is going to do good. Black and, and white strips it down to the white. foundation. Yeah. And it's like, it's like, here's the raw of the photo. Like, this is the real, like the realness yeah. of the photo. Like you're going to see the details. That's a perfect that, like, you example know, for uh, an acoustic. You know? And that's why like at my core, like my love will always be for acoustic music, me and a piano, me and a guitar, like not the whole production. And Jacob's so, so, so talented. And he makes, he, he's literally such a talented producer and I love what he's done with them. But my type of music, my type of art is like that real strip, that black and white photo that, you know, that really like hits the soul for me. But at the same time, like there's a time and place for everything, you know? So no, you're right. You're, abs- you're absolutely right. And, and we could say, you could say, I'm only going to make black and white. I'm only going to do black and white photography. 
And yeah. I could say I'm only making acoustic music. And maybe I'd be happy with that. But A, I'd pro- I might get bored. You might get bored of only doing black and white because mm-hmm. we're putting a roof on our creativity. Yeah, you're putting and yourself also in a box. you're, you know, allowing yourself to not be exposed to other audiences because, you know, you're pigeonholing. But at the same time, like sometimes pigeonholing is a really good idea, and like it's good to have a niche. Um, but I say, why not both? There's absolutely no reason why we can't do it all. I agree with you 100. percent And honestly, Kayla, it's been great to have Thank you. Thank you on so the podcast. much. It's been so it's much been fun. So much fun. Um, I was so happy that you agreed to do this. I was low-key a little nervous to hit you up because, A, we haven't talked in forever. But, B, I was like, bro, I don't know. I'm like, in my head, I'm like, I'm like, she's going to be like, notification on my phone. Like, here's (laughs) this phone. No, oh, my God, not at all. And I'm like, thinking about it, I'm like, bro, like, I'm just like, you know, I'm like, it's just two creatives. Like, you know, I'm just being like, yo, like, you know, you can help me out. Like, you know, I help you out, And, like, when we did meet, like, we have – just absolutely vibed and i knew that you were another creative who like absolutely gets it and this has been so insightful i'm so happy that we did this well i appreciate you coming on kayla where can they find you where can they download their you know your song they can find me on any streaming platform on apple music spotify youtube i've got a music video up um my instagram at kayla Anjo music and yeah i'm actually going to be dropping every month after crawling back so new music wow, coming okay at a rapid pace that's awesome okay well congratulations so uh guys i will put all the links and all that stuff in the show notes in the description below please go download her song it is actually very very good i am not just saying that i am a very (laughs) tough critic um guys remember you can follow the show at wolfpack underscore studio 24 on instagram kayla it's been so great to have you on um Everybody, always remember, wolves howl louder in a pack. Kayla, welcome to the Wolf Pack. Thank you.